Welcome to this episode of Horrific History and Hauntings. I'm Beth. And I'm Ramey. We're your hosts, here to talk about the stories that the history books ignore. From horrific epidemics and ghostly hauntings to the catastrophes and tragic events that have sickened humanity. Yes. Beth, what are we talking about today? We are going to be talking about Elizabeth Bathory. Ah! The Blood Countess. She's cool. Yes, she is. I'm sure people didn't see her that way. No, probably not, especially the young girls. Most of the information used for this episode was from two different books. The titles are nearly the same, but they are two different books with two different authors. We have an Amazon affiliate link that you can click on if you would like to purchase these books, and they are available on Kindle Unlimited as well. The first one is Elizabeth Bathory, The Life and Legacy of History's Most Prolific Female Serial Killer, written by James Oliver. The second book is called Countess Elizabeth Bathory, The Life and Legacy of History's Most Prolific Female Serial Killer, written by Charles River Editors. Okay. Looks like they could have tried to be a little bit... Different. Yeah, a little bit... Separate themselves from the other. A little bit more than one word. Yeah. It's kind of confusing. But if I need to mention one of the books, I will say it by the author's name to try to make it less confusing. Okay. The book written by Charles had more information about other books that were inspired by or about Elizabeth Bathory, but I'm not going to include all that. If you want to look and see other books that are based on her or inspired by her, then you can get the book. I'll put the links in the description of this episode. Yes. Also, I tried to make separate notes while researching for each book so I could compare and contrast what was different, what was the same, what had more, things like that. So I guess let's get started. I have some interesting information to mention before actually diving into the episode. Elizabeth's last name, Bathory, is actually pronounced Bautry in Hungary, and her name was Erzabet, but I will be saying Elizabeth. (laughs) <laughs> okay. That, that's what it was in Hungary. Bautry means good hero. She was quite the hero. <laughs> I need a hero. She was described as being really beautiful, and she wanted to stay that way. Who For this reason, she is also said to have bathed in the blood of virgins. I wonder how hard it was to find them in the day. I'm going to assume it would be a lot harder these days. Um. Yeah. None of the witnesses actually mentioned Elizabeth bathing in the blood of her victims. They did mention many different forms of torture and gruesome scenes. Would she just torture them because she wanted she like, just, jealousy? Just for the enjoyment. Oh, okay. Just for the fun. You know, there was a uh, countess in Oblivion, in one of the cities, who would take Argonians with the lizard people, mm-hmm. and she would torture them in her basement cellar thing, dungeon, for no reason, really. Oh. I wonder now. She apparently had a dungeon that she would, or I don't know if it was a dungeon, but she had a room that she made specifically for torture with torture devices at one point. Oh, friendly thing. From what it said. This is going to be an episode with a lot of mixed up information because there's different dates and different sources and different sources say different things. Even one of the books had at the beginning certain dates that things happened or certain years that it happened. And then in the timeline that they had in the back of the book, it was different years than what it said in the front. So it's really difficult. They didn't edit this really well, did they? No. 
But it's not really their fault either, because if you look it up online, there's so many different sources of what says completely different things. Yeah. Okay. That's fair enough. Yeah. So I tried to put a little bit of everything in there as much as I could. It said that she would drink blood as well, but that also wasn't mentioned by any of the witnesses. Oh, that's crazy. I wonder why the witnesses didn't say it. They would said that, but she, nobody. I feel like if I was a witness and I would have seen her bathing in blood, I would have been like, guess what this nasty bitch did? Yeah. You don't just go around without mentioning that. No, that I feel like that should have definitely been mentioned. But there's also a theory as to why something like that may not have been mentioned later on, closer to the end of the episode. Okay. There are a few different versions of the theories of how Elizabeth supposedly began to bathe in blood. One is a young maid spotted a flaw in Elizabeth's headdress, and Elizabeth got angry and used her hands to box the maid's ears so hard that blood rushed from her nose. (laughs) Some of the blood also spewed out of her mouth and landed on Elizabeth's face, and after Elizabeth wiped the blood away, she noticed the skin where it had been was smoother and paler. Um, now... Was she like a hulk of a woman that just crushed this girl's skull? I don't know. I just see her like smash and then <laughs> clap her hands against this girl's head and the woman's head just like half explodes. That's why I say theories. I don't know how that would work. I can't recall ever seeing anyone bleeding from their nose after, but I it might be a possibility. I don't know. I mean, without getting completely crushed, yeah. And then she found out the maid was a virgin. It looks like she would also assume that maybe you had to crush the head to get it done. (laughs) Why not just go to the mall? Elizabeth caught a servant girl stealing a piece of fruit. She stripped the girl naked and beat her. When the girl tried to run, she stabbed her to death with scissors. And when Elizabeth washed her hands, she noticed where the blood had been. Her skin was paler than where the blood had not touched her. Oh, you know how Jeffrey Dahmer was a little odd about his behavior while he was also um, gay? Yeah. I wonder if this woman was actually just a lesbian who just wanted to kill her victims afterwards. Hmm. We'll get into it. Uh, The third theory is a maid was tugging on Elizabeth's hair too harshly. I'm assuming she was brushing her hair. Yeah. And Elizabeth slapped her so hard it caused the girl's blood to spew in Elizabeth's face, causing her skin to tighten. Yeah, this woman should have been in the boxing ring. <laughs> <laughs> and there's also another one that I don't know how anybody would even know this, but it says Elizabeth may have begun bathing in blood because her husband was showing signs of leaving her for a younger woman and she was trying to remain youthful and beautiful for him. Uh. You don't have to go that far, girl. No. Just, you're, you seem like you have some money. Let him go. Yeah, let him go. Find yourself another one. Yep. Or, I mean, and you're a countess. I'm sure you could, you, you uh, would be fine. Was she a countess because of her side of the family or his, though? Hers. Oh, yeah, then she's and, fine. I mean, he also had political power and his father was on a throne, just not where her family was on a throne, obviously. Yeah. And her family was very wealthy to begin with. Okay. Also, another thing I found, I don't know if this information is correct, but it seems it would be quite difficult to fill a tub with blood if perhaps she just wiped it on her or gave herself a horse bath type deal or used it for facials. I really don't know. Average bathtubs nowadays 
I don't know about the tubs from her time, but nowadays they hold about 80 gallons of water. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth preferred her victims to be young girls from about the ages of 10 to 17. And a girl that in that age range that was an average size would normally only contain about seven pints of blood. Meaning she would need about 11 or 12 girls to be able to completely fill this tub and they would have to be completely drained of blood as well. I've seen tubs from early America where they're just like half a barrel pretty much. You just curl up in and warp some water over you. So maybe it was just like a half a 50 gallon barrel. Maybe. Like I said, I don't know about what tubs look like in the yeah, I don't 15, know. I don't 1600s, know whatever. I think, think of a whiskey barrel, cut it in half and that's what people would bathe in. That's the ones I've seen. We all know that she enjoyed torturing her victims, and to fill a tub with blood in a time-efficient manner, she would have to had cut arteries that would cause the girls to bleed out at a faster rate. Also, there's the problem of blood clotting that would slow down the process, unless those certain arteries were cut, I'm assuming. I'm not a doctor. Okay. Unless she was just laying in her tub for many hours waiting for it to be filled with blood. <laughs> and girl just a whole just day like, to wait for this tub to be filled. Stop <laughs> punching me, Miss Bether. <laughs> Stop clapping my ears. Please stop. And every time that she stopped bleeding, she'd give her another bop. <laughs> That's awful. Yeah, it is. I'm going to get into Elizabeth's birth and early years, but I have a little side note to mention about this. I'm not going to include all of the information when it comes to all of the political and religious problems that were going on during this time, because I, frankly, I found it quite difficult and a bit confusing. I know that with all the names, I would have never been able to pronounce mixed in with all that other confusing political stuff that I really don't understand. I would have just confused everybody. And so I'm going to do the best I can. But if you wish to know more information on this particular part, such as specific names, you can find them in the books. That's and fair enough. I, I, I try to avoid things I know I'm going to mess up anyway. Yeah. And like I said. It was mostly about political powers, feuds, fights, and war, and religions splitting the territories. And I thought I was reading another version of Game of Thrones just with different names for the characters while doing this research. Yeah, Game of Thrones is basically based on a real British uh, conflict. I apologize, but there is no possible way I could do this part justice without confusing the hell out of everyone if I tried to explain it all. Mm -hmm. So I tried to stick to just what I thought was the most basic, important parts, and decided to dive deeper into Elizabeth Bowtry herself. I like name Bowtry better than Bathory. Bowtry. It does flow well, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I suppose that's why it's the real name. In 1536, the Bowtrys made their move to occupy the throne and obtained a lot of land in the process. They became a very powerful family. And no one could question the actions once they came to power. You know, history is written by the winners or people who write it down. Yes. Elizabeth was born on August 7th, 1560 in Hungary. And it was a small town. I'm going to mispronounce it, but I will spell it first. N-Y-I-R-B-A-T-O-R. Nierbeter? Nierbeter? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's why I, a lot of these names I just could not include. I tried listening to some other podcasts that tried to pronounce the names, and it just it didn't work out. The location where the Bowtry family was located is now Slovakia. Her mother was Anna Bowtry, and her father was George the Sixth Bowtry. His didn't sound as good. No, not at all. 
During the time Elizabeth was born, Hungary was torn by war. The Ottomans had won the war, causing Hungary to be split. One part was the Ottoman Empire, and the other part was left untouched. Hungarian Transylvania was considered one of the most dangerous places to live. Yeah, especially if you, you know, didn't have enough garlic or <laughs> an ugly face. Or you were a virgin female. Yeah. Well, I guess at this time she was either not born yet or born in the middle of it. I think she was born in the middle of it. This place seemed to spawn a lot of the more horror-inducing characters. Yeah, Transylvania. Uh, there's also something about how she inspired werewolves. I kept seeing that for some reason. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a big werewolf fan. I prefer vampires. I prefer vampires. Anyway, Hungary and Transylvania. Lots of torture, killing, and rape from what I read. That's what was going on there on the daily. Oh, Just a normal day. Of course. That's the way things are. Yeah. The Bowtree family had seen almost 160 years of war by this time. The Turks really gave them a hard time. I've watched Dracula Untold. Yep. That's a good movie. Mm -hmm. And he was a pretty man. Territories and people or families were also being split due to religious beliefs from the Catholics. And I want to say it was the Protestants. I know more about the religion than the actual territory dispute stuff. I don't want to get into it. Everybody was fighting because yeah. one believed one way or the other. But I, why can't you just agree that others can believe differently and get along and stop torture, killing and raping? I mean, that's a policy in America. But <laughs> none of us are agreeing, are we? <laughs> There were two branches of the Bowtree family. The two branches were in the middle of this feud type deal. Each branch considered a different person the true king. Oh. And you can get the names of these people that they thought were the true kings from the book. Like I said, there's no way I could pronounce them. To try to form an alliance, one of Elizabeth's family members married his cousin who belonged to the opposite branch of the Bowtree family, which was a very common practice for the Bowtree family because they wanted to keep the good genes in the family. Yes. The good genes that eventually mutate into a mess. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Her grandparents were believed to be cousins, probably first cousins. Oh, dear. And her parents may have been cousins as well. Now, it, this they did go, it for a while. This is only going to go so long before things go bad. <laughs> okay, well, here we go. Uh-oh. Instead, this ended up giving many of them health issues, including mental or neurological problems. Her uncle... S-I-G-I-S-M-U-N-D. Sigismund, I'm going to assume is how that's pronounced. Sigismund. There, that sounds better. Sigismund. He sounds like a character off of Dark Souls called Sigwood. Her uncle Sig... Sigismund? Would see and try to fight ghosts with a sword. Ah, poor Sigismund. Yeah. Uncle Gaber spent the last years of his life biting himself. Gaber. 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 How do you spell it? G-A-B-O-R. There's no E at the end, so it should be gah. Okay, well, gabber. Elizabeth herself would throw violent fits of rage when she was a child. She also had seizures and horrible migraines from what she had written. Well, she seemed to give the servant girl migraines, too. <laughs> it's believed that she may have also been deranged or had neurological problems. Probably due to the family keeping it in the family for so long. But Imagine it, the family reunions if they had those back then. I mean, there'd only be five people. You got one biting himself and one <laughs> fighting invisible things with a, with a sword. One of them beating up the milkmaid. <laughs> <laughs> Blood shooting everywhere. Oh, oh no. <laughs> it's said that while she was playing with her cousins, she would offer them a thorny branch and be delighted in seeing their wound. No, I was the kind of kid that would do stuff like that. Yeah, you were. I never done something like that to you. 
You handed me a pinching bug. And you got pinched. It was your fault for taking it. <laughs> this marriage did bring the two branches of the Bowtree family together, but it caused them to gain more enemies, I'm assuming, from each of them. The people that they were siding with at the time probably got mad about this and felt betrayed, maybe. Nobody's happy. No. You can't make everybody happy. Just live a happy life with your cousin wife. She was exposed to a lot of violence and crime at a young age, which, like I said, was just a normal day back then. While she was in her mother's arms, she witnessed soldiers being tortured. One in particular was being sewn in the stomach of a dying horse and was left there to die. And I don't know how they would know this, but it's said that Elizabeth giggled after watching this happen. In 1514, she witnessed the execution of the leader of a rebel peasant who was rising up against the nobles. I mean, they can't seem to get along. I don't blame him for throwing his hat in there. Of rebel peasants, I said, of the rebel peasants. Of many rebel peasants. Yeah. According to a 16th century hungry almanac, he was pretty much roasted alive. Oh. They bound him half naked to an iron throne. Oh, I know about that. Sound familiar? Yep. Hot coals were placed under the seat to heat it up, and a red hot crown was placed on his head. Again, does it sound familiar? Yeah. Yes, it does. (laughs) I've read those books and watched that show. (laughs) Yep. His accomplices were punished by being fed their leader's flesh, impaled, broken on the wheel, and hanged. I don't know if they were all treated this way or if they just done this between the group of them. Uh, Probably the group. I would think the group. That's what would make more sense to me anyway. There's no point in impaling someone than breaking them on a wheel. They're not going to feel it. They've been impaled. Whoever got off just eating someone's flesh got off easy. Probably, yeah. At least it was cooked. (laughs) Yeah. I would assume because they were roasting him. That's kind of terrible. I guess. (laughs) There is no proof of this next one I'm about to tell you, but it's also said Elizabeth witnessed her two older sisters being murdered by rebelling peasants. The book written by James Oliver stated that even though Elizabeth witnessed the violence, her parents still made efforts to protect her. But the one written by Charles mentioned a time when Elizabeth's mother, Anna, became obsessed with how she looked. And at the time, Anna's husband, was ill, which would have been Elizabeth's father. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. So she started having an affair with Captain Malohi, M-O-L-O-H-Y. Malohi? Malahi. He was part of her husband's military guard, and her husband knew and approved of this to keep Anna happy and pretty much to keep the family going. Yeah, whatever floats your boat, I guess. Family's already a mess. Yeah. During this time, one day it's said that Elizabeth was about to drown, but a servant saved her. And the servant took her to her mother's bedroom for a checkup. And the mother was with the captain at the time. Her mother's reply to being caught by her child was, this is your end, you little monster. And I also have it that I don't know if I believe this one. How would anyone even know about this, first of all? It just sounds... It sounds to me. Yeah. Why wouldn't she blame the man that carried her in there? Yes, exactly. That too. Elizabeth started school at a young age. The Bowtree family had access to the best schools. And unlike most people at the time, they believed that their girls should have the same opportunity for education as the boys. Good. See there, they have their uh, sunny side. Yeah. She was considered one of the brightest of the Bowtree family. She was considered to be a very intelligent 
and strong at the time. She was fluent in many languages, including French, Greek, Latin, and German. She attended school until about the age 11. And by this time, she had witnessed many crimes, including rape. Public school must have been pretty rough. (laughs) At age 12, she was betrothed to Ference. He was about 17 years old at this time, and his father was just as powerful as Elizabeth's, just not on the same throne, obviously. This engagement was mostly to form an alliance for political reasons, as it was most of the time in those days. He is said to have fallen deeply in love with her, and they were to be married when she turned 15 years old. Charles's book says Elizabeth's father decided to have Elizabeth be engaged to parents when she was 10 years old and not 11, and that George, her father, died shortly after. The dates are all over the place. Yes, that's what I was. I tried to put as much as I could because I don't know. Like you said, all over the place. I didn't live back then. I I wasn't around. Pretty sure I don't want to. (laughs) A year before her wedding, when she was 14, Elizabeth became pregnant with a peasant or a servant's child. The book written by Charles stated that the peasant's name was Laszlo Binde. Binday. There are two versions of how this happened. The first one is that she was raped and became pregnant. And the second one is that some believe it was consensual and some say she was actually in love with this person, with Laszlo. Uh-huh. When Ferenc found out, he had the peasant brought to him and then he castrated him. Oh, no. And then he threw him in a pit to be torn to pieces by vicious dogs. I'm not sure how they would know this either, but one source stated that Elizabeth was delighted when she found out Ferenc did that to the man. Oh, that's, I mean, sure. If he raped you. Prove your love. Yeah. Elizabeth was sent to an abandoned castle until she gave birth to a baby girl. In Charles's book, it's said that the baby girl's name was Anastasia. Oh. And that the baby was given to a peasant with money for to care for it. Charles's book also says that because of lack of records on the child after its birth, it's speculated that Ferenc may have had the baby killed. May 8th, 1575, Elizabeth and Ferenc were married, and Charles's book says at Verano Palace. I don't know where that's at. I don't either. And about 4,500 guests attended. About 10 of them the family. <laughs> Another source said that Ferenc had to prove his loyalty to and love to Elizabeth by being blindfolded while many girls impersonated Elizabeth and danced around him. Elizabeth was among these girls, and he had to pick which one she was while he was blindfolded out of all these girls. Mm-hmm. He managed to pick correctly, apparently. Well, good. I mean... So, go you. It's one of the most romantic parts of this whole story. <laughs> it also seems a little bit cruel. Yeah. <laughs> What if he wouldn't? I would have been so offended if I would have been her and he would not have picked me. Uh, I am not marrying you. I just you. think of the movie <laughs> Sleepy Hollow and those girls dancing around yeah. Ichabod. It's also said that they had jousting and all kinds of tournaments like that uh, at their wedding. A good tourney. Yeah. Oliver's book said that only hundreds of guests were invited, including the Roman emperor Maximilian, but that he couldn't make it. So instead he sent a letter of apologizing for his absence, along with grand gifts. The Holy Roman Emperor. Mm-hmm. After the wedding, Ferenc changed his name to Bautry, because during this time, the person whose family belonged to a lower rank would take the surname of their spouse. That seems reasonable. It does. I like that, at least. Mm-hmm. His name was changed to Ferenc Bautry Nadsty 
His last name was N-A-D-A-S-D-Y. Nadesty. I don't know. <laughs> and here's another one I'm not going to be able to pronounce, probably. Elizabeth moved to Savar, Sarvar, her husband's home. Okay. She was granted the title mistress of the Nadesty estate. <laughs> <laughs> and their name of their castle, I even looked it up and listened to it, and I still don't know how to pronounce it. Lived in Kachtis Castle. Spell it. C-A-C-H-T-I-C-E. I would say it that way, too. Kachtis. Elizabeth's in-laws were just as cruel as Elizabeth and would torture their servants. Well, good. She took up to that side of the family, I guess. Yes. She will be comfortable, I suppose. Let me show you my crushing <laughs> skills. <laughs> her husband also enjoyed torturing his servants. It's said that he taught her many different ways of torture and how to kill them. Sounds like a messed up version of Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. <laughs> I got my room. Oh. <laughs> what kind of room? Is it one of those rooms? No. No. Well, it will be Look. for these people. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Given that Elizabeth and Ferenc shared a love of torturing their servants, it's said that they grew very fond of each other as the years passed. If it brings you together. Imagine their date nights. Yeah, imagine <laughs> poor servants. Oh no, it's another date night. <laughs> it was also mentioned that they had been part of several occults and Satan worshipping groups. Just In because they like torture doesn't mean they're Satanists. <laughs> true, true. Very true. I mean, look at the Actually, Inquisition stuff. I would oh. say, I don't know about that version of Satanism, because it's actually not as bad if you're talking about the real one and not these people that just want to pretend that they're Satanists are really cruel. Yeah. But if you look into it, it they kind of seem nice. Yeah, a lot of their They don't are... want you raping people. They... Things like that. They show up on my TikTok that the Satanic Temple does, and their their tenets are actually... You know, never harm children. No. Always use science to figure out your problems kind of stuff. Mm. Imagine that. Don't pester your neighbor. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's a lot of good stuff like it. Yeah. Use your common sense, pretty it, much. It, yeah. So it's really not. Uh, that's, of course, that's modern day bad. stuff. I don't know what they did back then. I, so. That's what I'm saying. I don't know about back then. Or, the, like I said, there's also some that say they're Satanists. I want to say Richard Ramirez was one of those. and. He used that as an excuse as to why he did what he did, he if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It gives all Satanists a bad name. Yes. <laughs> it's said that Ferenc would assist her when carrying out some of the more elaborate torture techniques, such as smearing honey on the girls and making them lay among insects and letting the insects swarm them. Now, somebody'd have to notice that. I mean, you'd have to take them outside or have a nest inside. Well, it's a castle and a palace. I'm... Okay. I, I don't know. How... I don't know if they about. had neighbors or not. I mean, you have people working there. Yeah, it's the people that's working there that's getting it done to them. Yeah. Bring, bring everyone out here to the courtyard. And also, from what I hole. understand, peasants and servants really didn't get listened to that much if they did tell someone. No, it's the time when you ruled and everybody done what you said or died. Yeah. Or you get impaled, tortured, raped, and broken at the wheel, fed flesh, and... Swarmed by insects. Who knows? I mean, you get swarmed by insects regardless. Pick one from the hat. Maybe they didn't kill them every time they tortured them. That, I mean, that might be. Uh, probably. I'm going to assume that if you're torturing someone and you enjoy this, you want it to last as long as possible. 
so they could just, you know, it's my turn at the torture tonight. See y'all in a week. Which is why it didn't make sense when it comes to the blood bathing thing, because you would have to cut an artery for a time efficient um, to get that filled. Yeah. And that would be quick. I don't think she would like that. No, I don't know, but it could have just been all the craziness in the family has caused the people to just tell terrible stories about these people. Yeah. They had many enemies, so that's yeah. a possibility. Some sources say that he came home and found this and that he didn't assist, but that he also didn't try to stop her. But most of them said that he helped her and even taught her. Okay. Well. It said that he taught her to put paper in between the servant's toes and set the paper on fire just to watch them burn from the pain. One of the sources that mentioned this said he taught her that it would revive the girls if they were had been tortured to the point of fainting. Um, I guess it's easier than getting ammonia. Yeah, but you ain't going to get to torture him for too much longer after that. I mean, it's just a piece of paper between their toes. True. I was just imagining with as much as they do that they caught the whole person on fire. <laughs> I mean, you said they stripped them down naked before they tortured them, right? Or something? Uh, a lot of them says that they did that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, then there wasn't much to catch on fire. Hmm. They just burned their toes. But real- I, I don't know if they did it with all of them. Oh. Uh. Uh, another point to mention is I told you about how it said she had a whole room turned into this like torture chamber. She invented some of her own torture devices. Well, she was a genius mm-hmm. and strong. Mm-hmm. She probably could have achieved so much, but she used her intelligence and capabilities to create to do this torture devices. And yeah, clap servant girl's ears. <laughs> Ferenc was declared chief commander of Hungarian troops and decided to serve in the Long War. Oliver's book said that Elizabeth was said to have been extremely disloyal to her husband while he was away at war. (laughs) She was said to have a different lover every day to please her. The men would leave the castle afterwards. And it was also said that she managed to elope with one of these lovers but that she returned to her husband not long after. It's just a sad thing. Don't know if it's true or not. Mm-hmm. She was given the job of taking care of her husband's estate while he was away, and she took on the political matters. And even though at the time this was considered a tough job for a woman, given her high intelligence, she seemed to manage it well. Probably better than half the men could have. It's said that she would take women's side who had been wronged. For example, she argued in favor of a woman whose husband was captured by the Turks. And another woman whose daughter was raped and impregnated by one of the Turks as well. Well, good for her. Yeah. Doing the right thing occasionally. By age 24, Elizabeth is said to have had many lovers, both men and women. I was always wondering if this was a torture thing or a kink thing. After her husband returned from war, he insisted on having children. (laughs) The book written by Charles stated that she never really wanted children, but that Ferenc explained to her that they needed to have heirs to pass all their wealth and land and power to. And within a year, Elizabeth began giving birth to his children, apparently back to back to back. Ain't that how it worked, though? Some sources say she had three daughters and three sons total. Another said she had seven by age 30. Maybe she only had three daughters and three sons that survived, and maybe she had others that didn't. I don't know. If you gave it a year between each one, I bet the kids might be better off, too. Well, you should wait over a year i want to say just to give your body time to heal properly 
One source said that her daughter's names were Anna Orsica <laughs> and Catalin. I'm assuming Anna was probably after her mother, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if this is right. The only names I could find for her sons were Pal and Andres. Okay, P-A-L, Pal, whatever. And then A-N-D-R-A-S. Andres. Andres. But I didn't find a third son's name. So She's said to have been a loving mother who loved to take care of her children, apparently made sure no harm came to them, and <laughs> that her daughters married noble men and had very good lives. But not much else is mentioned about her children. One source did say that at least one of her daughters participated in at least one of the tortures her mother inflicted, and that the girls who were being tortured died at the daughter's wedding. What? Why oh, they bring I, them? I giggled at that. That's not funny. Um, Why did they bring them to the wedding? I guess to torture them. January 4th, 1604, Ference died at age 48. Oh, so well, young. Not really. Back then, no. Elizabeth was 43 years old at the time, and they were married for about 29 years. He had an unknown illness that mainly affected his legs and made him unable to walk, which he started suffering from in 1601, and the disability became permanent in 1603. It's said that Elizabeth cared for him while he was ill until he died. Oliver's book, A Different Version of Ference's Death, was mentioned. He got into a fight with a harlot who he refused to pay, and he received a wound that got infected, causing his death soon after. These girls, why they're fighters. <laughs> Before his death, Ference gave Elizabeth's cousin, Chorzo, the responsibility of caring for Elizabeth and his children. Okay, and this name is T-H-U-R-Z-O, but when I listened to it, they said Chorzo. Uh-huh. So I'm going to assume that's how it's pronounced. When I was reading it, was thinking Thurzo, but it's spelled T-H-U-R-Z-O. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thurzo is how I said it. Yeah, that's how I assumed, but I looked it up just in case. And when I looked it up, they kept saying Chorzo, Chorzo, something like that. After her husband's death, Elizabeth was said to be extremely upset and turned more violent. <laughs> it's hard to imagine. Yeah, as if she wasn't violent enough for the whole kingdom. She also became more careless at this time and was leaving more evidence of her crimes. It's said that a body was buried close to the surface and washed away during the rain. Elizabeth's son-in-law's dog found the body, and he was too afraid to talk to his wife, her daughter, about it. So he talked to her son's tutor about it, who later confessed to this event. Another one was, while several students were on holiday, they were asked by the castle guards to help them bury the bodies of girls. Wow. The students were told that they had died due to a pandemic, which <laughs> she usually used cholera as an illness so they're for all an excuse. pooping themselves to death. That's how they got these bruises. None of the villagers had been victims of an epidemic during this time, and the students noticed the bodies were severely mutilated. Uh-huh. Not covered in poop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's also one that I've seen where she was sending coffins to a church to be buried, I guess. Back then, I'm guessing, they would leave the lid unnailed. And one coffin that came in from her was really big. And it was assumed that there was three girls in it. But when the pastor went to go ask... 
she said there was only two and that one had died and they put her in there and they waited because another one was sick and was about to die and they just decided to put them together. Elizabeth decided to leave the castle after killing several girls one time <laughs> and she asked one of the launderers named Kata to clean it up or Kata. Kata left the bodies under a bed which began to rot and smell. You know, it's like when somebody has you take care of their pet and you forget to clean the litter box the whole week. <laughs> the excuse for the smell was that some of Elizabeth's pets had died. Oh, Nobody oh. in the castle knew of her having any pets. The bodies were later buried in a nearby field, and some were buried in one of the holes used for keeping grain. Oh no, my food. Which were discovered, and the excuse you was used was cholera. They pooped themselves to death and fell into the grain pits. <laughs> We've been talking about cholera a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk about, real quick, if you want to learn about cholera, they have an episode of it on the Sawbones podcast. You should look into that because it's a, it's a really yeah, good one. Yeah, cholera keeps coming up. Yeah. That and yellow fever. Yeah, so they have an episode on that as well. It's uh, a marital tour of misguided medicine because it's a husband and a wife, a real funny couple who talk about different medical things that people have done in the past or she's a doctor. And her husband, Justin, isn't. It's hilarious. It is hilarious. But look up, you know, Sawbones and find these episodes about these diseases. And even they make it sound funny when it's actually horrible. It is. Yeah. But uh, it's hilarious and educational. Yeah. About this time is when she found one of her trusted servants and a silent, Anna Darvula. One of the people that encouraged her and helped her with her torturing after Ference's death is when she found Anna. Now I'm going to get more into specifics of her crimes and accomplices. Why did I type a silent? I'm an accomplice. What's silent? Uh, I don't know. Elizabeth had servants or accomplices that she trusted and even helped her with her crimes. Anna Darvula was one of those. And she was there from about 1601 to 1609 after the death of Ferenc. Anna was known as a healer, but she was also known not to care at all for others. She just needed the money. Either that or she wanted to use it to hurt people. Yeah. Those skills. She is said to have helped raise Elizabeth as a child and influenced and encouraged her to perform the crimes. She would give Elizabeth potions or concoctions that caused her to hallucinate. Why? I don't know. But apparently Elizabeth enjoyed it from what I read. Oh. And like she, kept drinking and, and drinking them. She just peddled opium or something. Yeah. In 1601, there were rumors that began to spread about Anna saying that she was running her own torture chamber in the castle. There's two people of secret identities in this place. Yeah. And here's another thing that confused me. The two books that I mentioned, mm -hmm. one said, what did I say, Catchtees Castle? Yeah. And the other one said Savar Castle. So I don't know why it was that way. So I'm just going to say castle as much as possible I'll and not castle. put a name because I don't know. That was confusing to me. It's also said that she enjoyed using beating as a method of torture. She was said to beat her victims up to 500 times or until they died. Um, now, this is Elizabeth, not her. No, this is Anna. Okay, this is the hedge witch. <laughs> Anna died from an illness in 1609. So much for fixing that. Was it cholera? <clears throat> it may have been cholera. You never know. They might have actually died of cholera and she just 
mutilated them afterwards. Necrophilia. <laughs> Cholera is a disease that spreads through accidentally consuming someone else's feces. I say that probably did happen. Back and then. It, a lot of times you would clean your soiled linens in the same well as everybody else in the area would get their drinking water. Ew. Yeah. I'm not drinking anything from my washing machine. Thank you very much. And that's my own clothes. And imagine the babies who get Ew. cholera or whatever, and they just soil their diapers. Or somebody who's actually got cholera would actually make a mess in themselves. So it's just in the water. Garbo was uh. another assistant. He was Elizabeth's first cousin. I'm assuming the son of her uncle Garbo that bit himself the last few years of his life, unless the sources mixed them up and it was actually the uncle and that this one source just happened to say cousin. But a lot of people named their sons after themselves back then. So it's who knows. Elizabeth would often go to his castle and watch him torture his servants when she was young. And that's another reason this statement makes me believe that it was her uncle. I don't mean to keep poking holes in this, but this really sounds like it was a smear campaign done by someone else against an entire family. There are some theories that go into that. So it, it even if she did the crimes, it's still the whole family thought that this was also blown out of proportion for that reason. Because it's the whole family. Everybody in the castle's in on it. If they're Mm -hmm. not torturing someone, they are tortured by someone yeah there is not a soul going unaffected by this yeah that's what i was saying it's a whole game of thrones type deal urzi majorova (laughs) 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 e-r-z-i-e i I can't say it i'm assuming it's urzi m-a-j-o-r-o-v-a I'm not even going to try. It was fun enough just Major of a, I don't know. If she you, was the widow of a farmer who is said to have encouraged Elizabeth as well. Yeah, you should get him, Lizzie. Go <laughs> do it. She's thought to be the one who suggested that Elizabeth to lure noble girls to the castle after peasants stopped working for her because they noticed why. that they were disappearing. Cholera outbreak up there. <laughs> don't go that way. It's the worst collar I've ever seen. You see there's burns? (laughs) She also made arrangements to bury or or to dispose of the bodies of the murdered girls. Fizko, (laughs) F-I-Z-C-K-O, he was described as being disabled and he looked like a dwarf. Is that Uh familiar? Yeah. (laughs) He's said to have assisted in many of Elizabeth's daily crimes, especially the sexual abuse and torture of the maidens. All these names sound like people that were just picked up out of D&D's The Curse of Strahd book. Sounds like names I can't pronounce. One source said that he started helping Elizabeth in 1594, but I don't know if that one's true or not. Dorothea Zintes, <laughs> S-Z-E-N-T-E-S, commonly known as Dorka, oh. was a witch who taught Elizabeth witchcraft. Oh, Well, that might keep you young. Yes, Elizabeth was also into the witchcraft. She's into the witchcraft. I bet she also done the weeds. (laughs) No, she she did something where she drank it to hallucinate. Maybe they put a toad in her drink. I don't know. I think it predates laudanum. (laughs) Some believe she was the one who assisted in finding noble girls for Elizabeth. Dorka also assisted in the torturing and killing of the other girls, the servant girls. She's thought to have started assisting Elizabeth after the death of Anna in 1609. And 
I don't know. Like I said, all of this is kind of a hearsay thing in general, but I would think that Anna was not the one. It said that before that she suggested that Elizabeth bring in noble girls. Yeah. But I don't think she would have done that. I feel like if anyone would have done it, it would have been Dorka. I mean, the name sounds weird enough to be kind of person to do it. <laughs> I'm just judging people by the only thing I know about them, and that's their name, and their name is Dorka. Eluna Jew, I-L-O-O-N-A-J-O-O. She was also known as Helena. Oh, man. We're going to call her Helena. Yeah, let's do that. She's said to have been an old nurse who nursed Elizabeth as a child, who also acted as a nurse to Elizabeth's children. She helped torture and murder the peasant girls as well. Benica. Benica. <laughs> B-E-N-I-C-K-A. She was young and would get bullied by the other accomplices of Elizabeth. Yeah. Apparently. She would still assist in the killings. And given that very little is known about her, she may have been forced to help commit the crimes or even may have been innocent. Are they all doing it at the same time? This better be a large dungeon. Okay. Like but... a viewing room, like a stadium. They're all just sitting in and they get up from their seat and step down when it's time for them to do their torture part. I got the time frame, I want to say it was 1601 to 1609 for Anna. Anna had a time frame, and then one of the others had a time frame, or at least a year, that was mentioned. Not many of these had time frames okay. that I could find anyway. Like I said, it sounds like to me like they're all going to be there at the same time. <laughs> so they need a big room with well, like seats. And <laughs> Benica oh, was getting bullied by her other accomplices. I'm assuming there was a few there at the time that she was. Clara, Elizabeth's aunt, who engaged in witchcraft and bisexuality and torture. So they just gloped them all together into the negative pile. Yeah. For being all those things. <laughs> I think you can get away with witchcraft and bisexuality, but I don't think you should get away with torture quite so easily. Yeah. She was thought to be a nymphomaniac with many lovers until she was caught. Who cares if you're a nympho? She was married. <laughs> She was then forced to watch her lover be burned at the stake while she was raped by the garrison. And her husband, what, did she even care about him? I don't know. I'm, not, I'm making a lot of assumptions um, about this person. It was also mentioned in the book that Clara and her husband would help Elizabeth, well, like, taught her about torture and all that stuff. Also about Satanism. Back then, you just take whatever in the Bible that was bad and, oh, let's do that. Yeah. I said Satanism. Yeah. She was then staked, which was common back then burnt, for punishment. Burnt at the stake? Or yeah. Just, or like, okay. Well, it just said staked. I guess that means burnt at the stake. Yeah, I'm going to assume that's what it was because everybody else seems to be getting that. But they sit her on both sides and served her to somebody. <laughs> I don't know. It's also speculated that Clara's husband, Elizabeth's uncle, may have taught Elizabeth about Satanism, as I mentioned earlier, and may have sexually assaulted her as well. If any of this is true and that happened, I'm not surprised. But I like how it always comes back to Satanism. Yeah. And witchcraft. Yeah. This just seems like some bad stuff said about some people. Yeah. And maybe because of the inbreeding. Oh, well, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if I trust these books that much, but apparently this is the accepted story, so I shouldn't be complaining. That's why I tried to mention which books said which mm -hmm. as much as I possibly could if there was something different. And it wasn't just the books. There's other sources, like I said, that are all over the place 
with this whole story. I would trust a Discovery Channel or History Channel documentary about it. Yeah. PBS I see, documentary. I, sh- I should have looked those up as well. I didn't think about it because I was trying to get through the books. But it would only be a documentary that it isn't attached to something like Ancient Aliens or something like that. Because <laughs> you have to be careful about those now. Yeah. Used to be my day. I'd wake up and I'd see clips from World War II mm. in the mornings before school. Yeah, I I'd learn that. about Ancient Rome. And then one day I cut on the TV and what's on there but ancient aliens. What am I learning here exactly? Yeah. I like to have an open mind, but I think this is hogwash. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it might be true. Not 12 seasons worth of episodes true. Oh my goodness. Is it 12 seasons? I don't remember. It's like eight or nine. It's it's insane. And I can't watch them. I can't do it. I, I like to keep an open mind, like I said. Yeah. But this is just reaching for things. Sure, they were here and doing that. I don't care. But there's hardly any evidence to any of it. Widely believed in certain circles. They say that a lot. Yeah, but just because it's believed doesn't mean it's true. It used to be you believed it was okay to drink water from the same well you put your poop in. So Yeah, yeah that and Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. Kids, Santa Claus is real. If you're listening to this, you shouldn't be. And Santa Claus is real. <laughs> Some methods of torture and crimes committed by Elizabeth were using silk scarves to strangle her victims. Oh, no. She made that popular. <laughs> There's another episode about this, guys. I believe it's in the uh, alphabet, alphabet of death. Alphabet of death, yes. Yeah. Auto-asphyxiation. Auto-erotic asphyxiation. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was called. You know, that was a big thing in high school. People were talking about it all the time. It was making, like, jokes yeah. about it. When angry at servants, she would beat them. Okay. As we mentioned And that before. seems like everybody did that back then, though. Yeah. She would strip them naked, make them stand in the cold, and pour water on them until their skin was frozen. Then she would leave them there once she thought they were dead. She would also force them to sit in tubs of ice until they froze to death. You know, I've seen that people do that for fun nowadays to get trained up for swimming or jogging. I don't know what they're doing, but I see them saying. See, when I watched, I'm not much of a sporty type person. I really don't care at all about sports. I do like the movie Game Plan, the Disney movie Mm -hmm. with The Rock. Mm -hmm. And he's in an ice bath after one of his workouts. So I'm guessing there's something to that. There's an episode of Sawbones called Hydrotherapy I think you should listen to. I will be more than happy to because I don't see how that is comfortable at all or why we, you would do that. Well, I like water, but I don't want it to be freezing me. I don't want ice oh, in no, my not water. not all of it's cold. You would probably like aromatherapy. It's just make some good smells to make you happy and feel better and cure your cancer. I don't think that's how that works, but okay. But that's what they say. Hi, Goop. Oh, God, don't get Gwyneth Paltrow on us. <laughs> My sister's a user of the jade egg. She would chain them up and tighten the chains every night. Their hand would be blue and ooze blood by the morning time. I mean, it's better than her discombobulation method. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no oozing. It's just pew, like a water fountain <laughs> or a squished watermelon. She would also line them up and whip each one to death. It said that there was so much blood. When she would do this, that servants cleaning it up would be able to scoop it all up with their hands. Maybe that's how she got it in the tub. Perhaps, yes. I don't know if it had to be completely fresh for it to work. This sounds horrible, but I could see all the certain type of novels, erotica, written mm-hmm. about this exact situation. <laughs> I know someone's done this. Yeah. She would also use hot iron rods to burn them, pierce it through their skin, and would also jam the hot iron rods in young maids' vaginas. The church done that too, so... She was just doing what the Lord told her to do. 
And so I, I, don't, I don't know. I, what that's to tell not you. what the Lord tells you to do. I don't know what he tells me to do because I mean, all I got is a book written by an English man who wanted to behead his wife and make a new <laughs> church. So, I don't know. She would jam needles and it said other objects under their nails using hammers to drive them in. She needed a hammer. I look at a needle the wrong that, way and I'm see, stuck. That's, I think the needles probably she could have just jammed in there. It might have been the other objects they were talking about that she used a hammer for. They didn't specify oh. what the objects were. I'm just thinking of the old like bamboo under the fingernails in Asia thing. If they tried to take the needles out, she would use sharp pliers to cut their fingers off. She would use her teeth or weapons to make cuts in the servants' genitals, and sometimes she would even bite them off. Now, these are clearly stories. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, oh. it is a possibility, but... Where did the stories come from if these people died? Other witnesses, uh, other servants and witnesses, I guess, that she hadn't got to yet. I don't know. So you stood there seeing this happen, knowing it was going to happen to you, and nobody made a run for it? That is weird. But like I said... I, I'm not picking up for this come. behavior. In case she did it, I'm not saying she's okay. I'm saying it sounds like, like I've said twice already, that this is a smear campaign from someone else because mm -hmm. this is out there. Mm -hmm. It really is. She would also chain them to be able to deny them food and water. And when they would get thirsty enough, she would make them squat to urinate in their hands, forcing them to drink their own urine. Now she should have just used a bucket. They wouldn't have dropped as much. Mm -mm. Oh, no, my fingers are too far apart and I can't hold it. I guess I don't have to drink it. <laughs> <laughs> she would force them to sit in a tub of stinging nettle. Then she would pick them up and force them in the girl's breasts. I guess. She, she really enjoyed genitals and breasts, from what I understand. I mean, most people do. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... <laughs> uh, she would force the servants to cut flesh from their buttocks, then make them cook the flesh and would serve it to her guests. Now, you take this knife and you cut your butt cheek off. <laughs> yeah, some of these. Like their own butt cheek. Yeah, their own butt cheek. I'm going to say it is a possibility, but I'm with you. It just, it's so off the wall out there and mixed up. The term fake news comes to mind. Okay. <laughs> if I lived back then and heard this, I would be reluctant to believe it. But maybe that's how it happened and the people got away with it. Yeah. So who knows? But some of the witnesses actually stated these. And from what I understand, some of these do have records that these were said. But I don't know. I mean, saying and seeing is a whole other thing. Yeah. Saying you could have been paid off to say that. I'm just here to read off what I found. She is said to have placed five dead bodies under her bed and forced food down the corpse's throats as if they were alive. There's cases where that's happened. Yeah. She's also said to have attempted surgeries on them, leading to their deaths. I mean, that happened all the time. You can go to a professional back then and that would happen. So uh, your chances are just as good of a woman who's done this all her life. Yeah. It's believed that many of her servants died from the wounds she inflicted and that they had got infected, saying that she that they died from an infection. But you, she still calls the wounds, so it's still going to be her fault. Yeah. If that's the case. While she was too sick to get out of bed one time, she had a young maid brought to her. She then bit the girl's cheek, took a bite out of her shoulder, and bit her breast. Two different sources say two different things. One said that she bit off the girl's cheek. The other one said that she bit off the sh a chunk from the shoulder. Two different sources from the same book? No. It was... W one of them wasn't from a book, because I also went online okay. a bit. Not much. Okay. 
Most of it came from the books, but I also took a look into online. I don't think she did all of this. I think she may have done some things, maybe, and they a- just blew it way out of proportion. And that she, things were mistranslated when they found what they did find in records later on was mistranslated somehow. I think she was a lesbian who didn't hide it very well. And then everybody turned against her and her friends who may have been lesbians. Mm-hmm. Now, I ain't going to say she didn't take advantage of some of the servant people. So, you know, I feel like that was probably a common thing for everybody, though. Sadly, that was the thing that happened back then. Happens, Not right, but it happened. Happens now. Oh, well, uh, yeah, that too. Still not right. Morons. Imbeciles. She also had an Iron Maiden that she would use. Many young girls were said to have been forced into the Iron Maiden and that she would put a bucket under it to catch the blood. She had a small cage lined with sharp blades that would lift to the ceiling. The cage was so short you couldn't stand up in it. It was too narrow to sit down in. When it was lifted to the ceiling, it would cause the blades to rip through the victim's flesh. That sounds particularly devious. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting more into the arrest and trial and witness statements. The witch hunt. Yeah. Elizabeth was running out of young virgins and the peasant girls were no longer willing to come to the castle to work for her. They began to realize the girls that went to the castle were disappearing. I mean, how many peasant girls were around that this didn't happen earlier? I don't know. Apparently, they noticed they were missing, though. It's said that Elizabeth attempted to get an older woman to dress up and pretend to be a young virgin, and the older woman told her that she couldn't do that because she had a husband and a son. So Elizabeth got angry because of this and began waking the older woman up by shoving a log of wood in her face. What? She would then force (laughs) the old woman to act as if the child, or the firewood in this case, was feeding from her breasts. Then she tortured the older woman and killed her. This is insane. Uh, There was also one part that mentioned that she forced the older woman to put a diaper on this log of wood. And Uh, the source also said, I don't know about this one either, because how would you even know that much about it? But the source said when she was waking the old woman, she would say, let your child suckle. It was so long ago. I don't see how they can know exactly what she said. Um, What year was this again? The 1600s, if I'm not mistaken. A lot of places had decent records. Not great, but decent. Maybe, like the witness statements. I mean, this uh, all came assuming, from... But that doesn't mean that the witnesses were telling the truth. Yeah, you said this is a trial, and anything that could be in trial back then, mm-hmm. there's no real evidence behind most of it. Nowadays, they'd have to go find the bodies of these girls and all that. Now they just need enough witness statements to go with it, and that's what they got. So Well... Elizabeth began luring in noble girls whose families were having financial difficulties. She sure. promised them well-paying jobs. At one point, she also had this finishing school type thing where she was said to be teaching the girls. But like the that's Venice, not what she was apparently doing. Like the Venice Vampire episode of Doctor Who. Yeah. When authorities would ask about the noble girls, Elizabeth would claim that they committed suicide or that they died from a contagious illness. Cholera. Mm-hmm. That- that pesky, was her favorite one. Pesky whale well again. She even claimed that one of the noble girls had killed all the others in a jealous rage. Well, it was <laughs> over jewelry. She apparently claimed that this one didn't have jewelry and all the others did, and she got jealous and killed them over that. She came down here drenched in blood and all these <laughs> earrings and necklaces. It was the oh, wildest thing. Oh. We went up there and you won't believe what she'd done. 
<laughs> and then she pooped herself to death. <laughs> <laughs> Had to throw the jewelry out too. Oh, not the jewelry. <laughs> God, we laugh about this. And it might be true. We might be just terrible people. Oh, I think there might be a little bit of truth. But like I said, I I think it's definitely exaggerated. I think she might have been a little rapey. And biting people's genitals. If that yeah, happened in yeah. breast, that's not appropriate. I mean, back then. Uh, then again, most of it's not appropriate. But, you know. Within a year, the noble families began to notice the pattern that their daughters and women from their communities were disappearing. This is the worst school ever. <laughs> <laughs> they notified a Lutheran minister. I don't know what that is. Lutheran, I know what a minister is. Bethy, Lutherans like the church, um, like it's a religious movement. This minister informed King Mattias II about the situation. I'm going to say that's how we pronounce his name. How do you spell it? M-A-T-T-H-I-A-S. When I looked it up, they didn't say th. They said t. Elizabeth was said to have attended the king's coronation along the way as well as along the way to other social events. She is said to have murdered at least seven of her servants, burying them along the way. Oh, no. At one point, it was said she got really angry at one of them and beat them to death and just had her buried right where she beat her. Apparently, social events were not her yeah. strong suit. Same. I get flustered during social events that I know I have to go to. She was honored at the ceremony for being the widow of a war hero. The king immediately put her cousin, Torzo, on the case. That sounds fair. Yeah, the one that's supposed to be taking care of her and her children. It was his responsibility, so, according to So, of course, parents. reported to him. For this reason, it is likely that he knew of Elizabeth's crimes, and he may have made attempts to cover them up. He was also the Peloton, Peloton of Hungary. I don't know what that is either because I, I don't know this political stuff, but I figured that was important to put in there for those people that do know what it is. March 1610, Torzo arrived at Elizabeth's castle and requested to search it. He and the men who accompanied him recovered several mutilated bodies of both men and women, young men and women. Mm -hmm. Some had missing limbs. Some bodies were found stacked on top of each other, and it said that she would bury some bodies, but would just simply throw others in a dungeon. It's also said that there were bodies found in fireplaces and in nearly every room of the castle. They just stuck them everywhere. Apparently so. Torzo wrote a letter to the king informing him of what he had found. She's cuckoo. Everybody's dying here. <laughs> Hurry up before I catch cholera. <laughs> <laughs> the king ordered for evidence to be collected, and Torzo interrogated 13 witnesses, but some say 300. The <laughs> girls that he interrogated were about 11 or 12 years old, and they told him about how their friends were made to bleed by being caged in the Iron Maiden. It was said that she would lure them into the cages when her assistants, Dorka and Helena, would suddenly shut the doors. They also said the other types of torture, such as hot coins and rods and other metals, they mentioned those as well. Yeah. Another witness named Sarah told him she found a journal in Elizabeth's room with names of the 600 to 650 victims she had killed. Uh-huh. Yeah. So she read that journal, all 600 and some names of it. Yeah. Yeah. She claimed that 
she had special privileges in Elizabeth's bedroom. I she, bet she did. Yeah. A little snitch. <laughs> he collected the journal, which is said to be preserved in a vault in Budapest. Has anyone seen it? I don't know. Something else I have to find out on my own. Yep. Good luck. When he showed the king all of the evidence he had collected, the king ordered that Elizabeth be arrested immediately and sentenced to death. But Torzo didn't want to sentence his cousin and an aristocrat to death. They're in short supply these days. <laughs> Inbreeding has done them in. Oh. It would have brought shame to both Bowtry family and Ference's family, as if if what they claim she did it wasn't shameful enough. I mean, get your priorities straight. He didn't want to talk to the king about this, so he decided to discuss it with Elizabeth's kids. He asked for their support to put her on house arrest. I mean, why not? She seems to love it there. Hmm. The book written by Charles said in December 30th, 1610, Torzo arrested Elizabeth and four of her accomplices. And in the letter he wrote to the king, he claimed he had caught Elizabeth in the act and had to arrest her on the spot. The letter mentions the accusations brought on Elizabeth for killing 300 girls. It did not mention any of the torture. It's thought that the torture part may have been struck out by Torzo in an attempt to not add more weight to the accusations. Kill 300 girls and they just get sentenced to house arrest. <laughs> yeah. three At least 300 accused of. Elizabeth's accomplices were tried and immediately executed. Helena's fingers were cut off using hot pincers. Then she was burned at the stake. Fisco was beheaded, and Dorca was only sentenced to life imprisonment. But back then, you're better off being beheaded. Yeah. The first trial was held on January 2nd, 1610. The book um, written by Charles says 1611. Elizabeth did not attend her trial. And the book written by Charles said that this trial was focused on her accomplices and witnesses mostly. Not her witnesses. The witnesses against her. Yeah, I started to say. <laughs> she didn't do nothing. <laughs> The witnesses were questioned, the court examined the bodies, and that were found for evidence. 21 judges conducted the trial. Only 21. Mm -hmm. From January to May 1611, 224 testimonies were gathered from witnesses. Some of the witnesses' testimonies were the launderer, Kata, or Kata, an indirect witness, who was usually in charge of cleaning up the bloody messes on the floor and on Elizabeth's dresses after her crimes. It said that she kept Elizabeth's secrets for so long because she was threatened that her two daughters would suffer if she said anything. You keep your mouth shut, they get cholera too. <laughs> One accusation made was that Elizabeth made sausages out of the flesh of the dead girls. One witness claimed this is what happened to some of the daughters from the local noble families. But the parents of said victims were not called to testify, so that could indicate that the accusations were proven not true. Some witnesses claimed one of Elizabeth's younger victims was about 10 years old, was stabbed repeatedly in the fingers. And when she tried to get away, she was stabbed elsewhere on the body, including her <laughs> legs and feet. When she was unable to try to get away, she was burned with a candle, then beat to death. All after Elizabeth had stripped her naked. Oh, no. She's getting away. Hurry. Stab her somewhere else. The fingers ain't working. Oh, no. Get the candlestick. That'll do it. <laughs> oh. Sorry. I've played Dark Souls, and there's people with candles on their heads and giant candlesticks that they use as, uh, like, a wand. They'll cast magic out of the candlestick. And then if you get too close, they'll beat you in the head of their candlestick <laughs> helmet or candlestick in their hand. I think I've heard this running through this library in this giant castle that I played in. 
And it, every time she goes around the corner, there's people with candlesticks that like fling them at her or bop them or oh. tip their own heads down to beat them with the one on top of their head. <laughs> Poor little child. Yeah. And then she's got staff fingers the whole time. And other parts of her body. Oh, yeah. Her legs or t- tipsy toes or whatever. One of the 12-year-old victims was placed in the cage that lifted to the ceiling and her flesh was ripped off of her. A second trial was scheduled for January 7th, and witnesses confessed as they had before. Elizabeth also did not attend this trial either. Did she have a good lawyer? Probably not. I don't even know if they had lawyers back then. The book written by Charles said by the end of the trial, 80 people were found guilty of having helped Elizabeth in the murders, three of which were sentenced to death and immediately executed. Two had their nails ripped off from their fingers with hot tongs. The last one was beheaded and burned at the stake alongside the other two. Judges ordered the punishment of solitary confinement for Elizabeth. She was transported from her castle to a small room made of brick with no windows. Some sources say that she was actually in her castle and they just blocked her in in a room. Yeah. But I don't know. Only a small hole was there to pass food through and a few slits for air circulation. Some believe that it may have been a room to sleep in and a separate room to collect food, though. It's said she did not repent any of her actions. When she ran out of parchment paper, she would spend her time writing on the walls. And there was two guards placed outside her room to prevent her from escaping. I don't know what to say about this whole situation. I don't know whether to believe it or not. All yeah. I have is witness testimony, and I know what I think of witness testimony. Well, they so. also said that they found bodies. Yeah. But I don't know. We could go to the museum in Slovakia. August 21st, four years later, Elizabeth told her guard that her hands were very cold, and he told her it was nothing in the lie down, and she was found lying on the floor a few days later. Oh, poor thing. She may have died a few days before because some of her meals had not been touched. Blood clot or something? That's kind of weird. I don't know. No blood flow to the hands. Well, if she's in a little room, I doubt she got much exercise, probably. Mm-hmm. November 25th, Elizabeth was buried in the church of Cachtis three months after her death. Wow, they just let her sit there a bit. It was customary to keep bodies of nobles in grottos. Grottos? Is that how it said? Grottos? I think so. They would cover them with blocks of ice until all the funeral arrangements had been settled. But her being buried in the church pissed the local people off. And it caused an uproar. They wanted her not buried in their church. Fair enough. She was moved to her birthplace and put in a crypt somewhere around her family estate. It's unknown as to where her body is now. Now I'm going to go into a few of the theories that just a few historians believe. They are not the majority that believe these. Most historians believe that Elizabeth was guilty of the crimes or at least some of the crimes. Some historians believe the stories are myths or were interpreted wrong, such as Elizabeth may not have actually bathed in blood, but it may have been a translation error. For example, when people use the phrase, it was a bloodbath, Uh. they don't actually mean someone filled a tub and bathed in blood. They are referring to a violent scene with a lot of blood, usually. Some believe that. That would make sense to me. I could understand that, too. that, That one's a possibility. Considering there was a lot of political uproar at the time, it's possible that Elizabeth was victimized. Fair enough. I thought that, too. Several people were against them ruling their kingdom. Many attempts were made to bring down the monarchy. And as Elizabeth, a woman, was in power, she may have been seen as an easy target. Elizabeth's brother, Gabriel, wanted to take the throne before Mattis invaded it, mainly belonged to the 
Foutry family? Gabriel invaded in the year 1610. This was the same year Elizabeth was arrested. Mattias lost the crown and Gabriel took over, but in 1614, Gabriel was overthrown, the same year that Elizabeth died. Now, see, some of them believe this is the reason he didn't free his sister. They said that he didn't have time to use his power, but I feel like he had plenty of time to do that if he wanted to. Seems like it. If that was the case. Some believe that Mattias owed Elizabeth's husband a lot of money because the Bouteries were much richer than he was. He would find reasons to not pay when she asked him to. And it's believed he may have decided to do away with her for this reason. It's also said that where Elizabeth was extremely wealthy and owned a lot of land, that many politicians were constantly looking for opportunities to frame her so they would be able to take her land and wealth, pretty much confiscated from her. After her death, the land could have been seized by those who were trying to take it. One source stated that she assumed there was an investigation going on, and before she was arrested, she changed ownership of her properties over to her children. Ha ha, got you. (laughs) And I mean... Apparently, Torzo, her cousin who was in charge of the investigation, was talking to her children about it. So that's a possibility if that was the true part. Some believe the judges may have been influenced by the king. Torzo's motives were also questioned by some. He didn't appeal for her to be released or ask for a lesser sentence. But what I was thinking was he did make it to where she didn't get the death sentence that the king was pushing for. Most people. So wouldn't that be considered a lesser sentence? Um, yeah, she lived a pretty long life in there, from what I gather. He's the one that raided the castle and collected the evidence and immediately showed it to the king. But pretty much he had to, even if she was his cousin, he had to save his own ass and do what the king told him to do. It's said by then that Gabriel had ascended the throne. So why did Torzo not take the case to him despite being his cousin? That one doesn't make any sense to me. And the timeline, I don't understand how that i don't know about that part that this part confused me but like i said it's just a theory from just a few historians so maybe that's why it's confusing to me nobody authenticated the documents torzo presented to the judges so it's possible he could have fabricated them some historians blame authors for tampering with the story same because this was difficult for me to research some key points may have been left out when translating the original document I definitely believe that is part of the problem. Some believe that because she was said to be a caring mother that she may have been innocent. But that doesn't make any sense to me because you hear of all these cases of killers being great parents, but they still kill or harm other people. All the time. Mm -hmm. Including their own children. Sometimes after years and years of Mm -hmm. raising them with care and love. One said that there is evidence in modern Slovakia that shows that Elizabeth stayed in a manor about 1.2 miles away from the castle where the bodies were found, which would mean that somebody else may have committed the murders, but Elizabeth got the blame for it because she owned the castle. Some believe that considering her neurological problems, she may have been influenced into committing these crimes by someone else. That seems a little bit far-fetched. And maybe the people died of natural causes. All of it's cholera. (laughs) Cholera, 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 and small brush fires under your feet. Such as simple wounds that got infected easily with a lack of proper treatments and a plague. I mean, it could have been. It really could have been back then. Well, I have my notes that said, okay, whichever historian came up with this one, please explain why the bodies were mutilated if that is the case. Um, If they're old enough, they're going to be decomposed anyway. 
Oh, that is a good point. They might have mistaken the decomposing for mutilation. How often did they go digging up corpses back then? Now, after the death of Elizabeth and some extra notes I figured I should mention, yeah. in all it is believed that Elizabeth had tortured and killed 600 to 650 people. Many have tried to follow in Elizabeth's footsteps, but none of them ever came close. Nowhere near close. But some believe that Delphine LaLaurie, LaLaurie. LaLaurie knew of Elizabeth Boutry's story and that she could have been Delphine's inspiration for the crimes that she committed. Seems right. Yeah. Do I need to do an episode on her too? Yep. In Hungary, Elizabeth is known as the Whore of Hungary. Not the Whore of Babylon, the Whore of Hungary. It seems to flow better than Babylon. Say it in reverse. Hungry of whore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the castle remains in Slovakia, but is in a rundown state. Mm-hmm. And there's a museum dedicated to the Bowtree family with many artifacts that belong to them. Some of the letters Elizabeth wrote are still preserved. As badly translated as they can be. <laughs> Apparently, Elizabeth knew of an investigation going on and made an attempt to run away at one point. She packed her valuables, but winter came and blocked the roads, making it too difficult for her to leave. Winter is coming. She also would have needed the authorization from the king to leave Hungary. Otherwise, she would have been accused of treason and sentenced to death. Her belongings could have been confiscated by the crown if she hadn't got this authorization to leave. How good did the Port Authority work back then? And they also kept mentioning this. Her heirs would have been dishonored as well. <laughs> Dishonor on your heirs. Oh. Oh, goodness. Poor kids. Yeah. Another theory as to why she didn't leave is that she believed she was invincible due to the potions or concoctions she was drinking that was causing her hallucinations and things like that. Yeah. After the trial, to show the public justice had been served, a red guillotine was built. And King Mattias tried to get Torzo to bring Elizabeth to tubular court. What's tubular court? It's like when you um, are very uncool and they take you and you're like, man, that's tubular. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't know. if I don't know. We're just going to say court because I've never heard that before. In hopes of giving her the death sentence. But this didn't happen for two reasons. One, during the time... Bringing a noble person under trial was a serious offense. Yep. If the case was proven wrong or countercharges were brought, the accuser would have lost their rank, title, possessions, or probably the most important part, their head. The second reason is that Torzo didn't want the family to face shame by bringing Elizabeth to court, which would also cause parents' family shame as well. Shame. We need a little bail to shake. Shame. <laughs> shame. I feel like she Gotta. was shameful enough. I- Hated that woman in Game of Thrones. I did too. I, I was really so did. happy I, the whole I, time. I used I to dislike Xerxes until that woman came along, and I'm like, "Go get them, just get them all." I hate them. I hate these religious fanatics, and I hate this crazy lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're talking about the really? Oh yeah, I definitely hated them more. Yeah, well, I actually felt bad for her, even though she was a really shitty person. I I did feel bad for her, and I hated the religious ones more. I hate the Sparrow people. I did. Yeah, they got what they deserved. <laughs> I don't I don't mind people's religion, but when they go forcing it on people like mm-hmm. that group did. Yes. No. Absolutely. They And I no. I never seen any proof for their gods anyway. Well you get the you get the what red god bringing people. What proof do you pe- have of any god? Well the red god was bringing people back to life. And well, then you got true. the 
The um, I guess in the story. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then you got the Norse ones, or not the Norse ones, the Northern gods who who uh, gave Bran the sight and ability to see everything. Those are happening. What did the other ones do? They cut her hair and forced her to walk down the street ringing a bell. Yeah. They did That's a, all. They didn't protect their followers of their holy sip from exploding, did they? Nope. Oh, I cheered. I didn't even care what happened to her son after that. I was happy. He was an idiot for letting that happen anyway. Uh, yeah. His mama could have led him to greatness. Uh, he should have been in Slytherin. No, I, I didn't much. And uh, in my opinion. And, and you can believe whatever you want, but exactly. Don't force it on anyone else. And if you don't like what they believe that much, you don't have to torture them or hurt them in any way. You can just go on and live your own life and not be around them. Yeah, simple as It's that. your choice. Even if you're around them, you don't have to do what they do. No. And I'm done. Okay. Finally, well, we're that done. Was a, that was a good story. It's going to be a very long episode. Tell us about your socials. If you have any questions, future episode ideas, or... Perhaps some short ones, like kiddie book-sized ones. <laughs> Yeah, that that's always a possibility. Or if I messed up on something. I'm pretty sure you mispronounced some names here. Oh, I definitely mispronounced some names in here. Oh, I absolutely Certainly did. Certainly sent her emails about every one of them. But respectfully, please, don't be calling me stupid. She Tell prefers me. the term bimbo. No, no, I don't. <laughs> I prefer you just to kindly let me know my mistake so I can correct it in a future episode. <laughs> they just send you a thesaurus. <laughs> See, no, because when I look up pronunciations, I have to look up the ones that I have I can hear because the ones that I read, I still end up getting it wrong. Even the ones I listen to, I'm like, what? Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> but I do the best I can. And if I got anything wrong, I have the email horrifichistory.hauntings at gmail.com. And I also have a Pinterest that I try to save in my saved area boards of interesting pictures or whatever I plan on talking about. It's my inspiration sometimes as well as to what new episodes there could possibly be. And there's some interesting information if you click on those. And like I said, some interesting pictures. It's also horrific history and hauntings. You can find her there. And we are a part of a podcasting network called Gruesome Gaming Group. Find our Twitter at <laughs> Gruesome Gaming G and send us tweets. And we will occasionally oh. post small videos about stuff we've been talking about or something like that. Or you can just message us, like I said, give us ideas. We have a website for all of our podcasts. We have two more podcasts. We have a uh, Brother Knows Quest, which is where I bring a tabletop role-playing game down to my sister's house and discuss its setting and kind of the, a few of the mechanics and see what she thinks of it and if she ever wanted to play it. And I have another one I do with my friend Dakota where we talk about video games we played and uh, it's called Leveling Duo. All of those can be found in the link in the description of this episode as well as any affiliate links we may have for this book or something like that. I'll leave links to like I think right now Prime Days are going, so you'll be able to get Amazon Prime discounts on certain things if you have a Prime membership. It will cost you no extra, but it will give us a little kickback from the order, help us keep the show up. I've been Ramey. And I'm Beth. Thank you. Come again. <laughs>